All right, there we go. Can't believe we even have to talk about this, but it's necessary. So it is what it is. Is it? I mean, you can't really get away with not talking about it. You can. It's choice. Nah, I mean, it's okay. Before this happened, this conversation is a conversation that I I wrote what twice at this. This is the third time I'm, I'm writing this I'm this conversation. Pretty sure if mind. you went back in our discussions, we've had some type of talk like this. Positive, probably a couple. Oh. But it's okay. Podcasting is like the new being a, a mixtape rapper now. Mm, perspective. That's like what it is now. SoundCloud. I think, yeah, like being a. Today's podcaster was 2014 SoundCloud rapper. Mm. And everybody got a SoundCloud trying to get on. Yeah. And only the certain dudes gone. Rather, it's A Boogie, Lil Uzi. It's only going to be a couple of that. Trippy Reds. Trippy Reds. The Russ, yeah. even, right? Yeah. I mean, I, Chance was a was a SoundCloud oh, okay. era, era dude. Okay. You know, but be, I don't know. Okay. I, I will say this. Being somebody who takes what we do pretty seriously, it's hard to navigate sometimes because there's a huge difference between the way that people look at podcasts and the way that like being a podcaster really is. Mm. And then there's so many different facets of how the space works mm-hmm. that in order to really navigate a conversation like this one which is just a podcast about podcasting like really talk about the space really talk about what we go through what we do mm-hmm. you kind of got to break it down into segments um but before we even jump in i'm gonna just go ahead and set the vibes man fuck it so about it is a saturday <clears throat> we're recording on a saturday i feel like uh those are usually our best days to record. Yeah. Happy New Year. For sure. Ooh. That's how you feeling? Mic check, mic check. Heard you. Mic check, one, two, mm. one, two. Everybody hear me? We all yeah. good? Yeah. Girls around the world. This is one of... You remember you know, the car rides on the way to school? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> yep, yep. Dum-da. I love this song so much. I actually, like, this is one of the songs I purchased. I made sure I purchased the record. This is fire. This is like a... Um, this is like the driving down the, the, the road in Cali or driving down, like, you know, a, a mountainous view. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, driving with a mountainous view on the side or a beach type of view. Sun out. Correct. Wind blowing a little bit. Sunset vibes or sunrise vibes. Big shouts out to PM Dawn, man. If I met you, let my eyes caress you until I meet the dog, Mrs. Princess Who. Off the window, what makes her work? I guess I'll leave that question to the experts. This is a Saturday song. This is a Saturday record. I'm definitely cleaning my house. Definitely. That's what I say. Definitely. Definitely. 
What's up, what's happening? I go by the name of Reggie Days, and this is yet another episode of Reality Bites, man. Today I'm joined by my right-hand man. Shame the dream. And we are also joined by a, a very, very, very respected guest. The one homie. of our favorites. Uh, a family member. A, a Honestly, somebody that if she was more available, she would definitely be our third mic forever. You welcome, got that at any time. Welcome back. Fact. Welcome back, Alexis. I'm crying. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hi, guys. Man, um, we had to tap you in for this one, this specific one. It's serious. Yeah, because... We needed a sister for this one, the, for the, sure. There's a lot of different elements to this to this conversation, and I feel like um, being somebody who actually cares about podcasting, I care about putting out a good product. I want people who are sitting there to have an experience. From the music that I choose to the way that I EQ the mics to the way that I do everything, I try to put a certain level of production value so that people can can kind of get transported into the world that we're trying to create as a show. We avoid certain types of topics. We avoid certain types of things because we want it to be a good experience for everyone, but we also don't want to be those people who are just going over everything that's on the timeline. And... I know that's the easy way to get clicks. I know that's the easy way to do things, but that's just never been the way that I worked. And I'm starting to see that being the quiet guy with integrity doesn't always protect you in moments where disrespect starts flying around. So sometimes you do have to be willing to talk. You got to be willing to say something. And this is one of those times where I feel like we kind of need to say something. So, without further ado, just kick, kicking the vibes off. Usually we do this on Reggie Days Radio, but this is going to be a lengthier reality bite. So, you know, setting the tone for those of you who need to grab something to eat, grab something to drink. Go ahead and strap in because it's definitely going to be a ride. Break it down, this roll it up, light it up if that's what you do. Today, we're going to be talking about everything from the insides of podcasting to why people like Kevin Samuels exist, why the world kind of looks at each other the way that we do, and the biggest thing is explaining why we're just not you niggas. That part. I got an afro when listening to this, so you can imagine. Man, this hey, is this is super player right here. I ain't gonna hold you. So, when it comes to the the, I, I guess the the best way to open this <clears> up, you know, podcasts podcasters are the new rappers. Yep. People, I think the biggest, the first problem, people think that it's easy to be a podcaster because of the fact that it's talking. It's talking, it's the way that we make it look, because that's another thing. You know, some people think acting is easy. Some people think there's certain things that people really do believe is Mm -hmm. easy when you do it proficiently. When there are people that do it as well as they do, they think, ah, this this is nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, radio was different because radio had gatekeepers. You had to be on somebody's airwaves. You had to get a job. You had to have the building and so much equipment. Mm-hmm. There was so much. I have a certain years amount on your belt to even be on the air. Exactly. Internships and even all the, that. the way that the equipment looked, like people don't think with with people are podcasting on cell phones. Like 
when you look at a setup like mine where I got this crazy ass board with all these buttons and all of that, people don't think of that when they think of podcasts today. Mm-hmm. There's so many diluted boards where everything like there's stickers with words on each button to tell you what each button does and all types of stuff. That didn't exist back then. So now mm-hmm. with technology moving forward, with people getting more comfortable with everything kind of moving in a different way and podcasts becoming more popular, a lot of the integrity went away. Just like with rappers, mm-hmm. you would look at people in the days of Nas, the days of Pac, the days of, like, you looked at these guys, you know, Nas made Illmatic when he was 19. Like, being a young and up-and-coming rapper back then meant something different than being a young and up-and-coming rapper does today. Where you'll look at somebody who makes uh-huh. music like you know, whether it be somebody like Lil Yachty who became, you know, an unfortunate casualty of the whole mumble rap era or whatever. Mm-hmm. You look at certain people who their talents, I'm not saying that they're untalented, but it's a different type. It's a different skill set. It's the, the way that things look. You would think the average person thinks they could do what Yachty does. The average person thinks they could do what uh, Lil Pump did. The average person thinks they I could think do. the average person could do that. But you Lil know, Pump, yeah. I'm joking. But I'm it. joking. Sorry, Lil Pump. I'm not. I mean, there's a lot of people out there. <laughs> She's there's, not. There's a lot of people out there who will never, who will work their entire either. career and never get a Gucci gang off. They will never. They're not going to have that moment. Like you that's, can discount. Real. You can discount. You know. Oh, to me, that's not talented. To me, that's not this or that. But they did it. They did do right. it. They did it. But the society determines a lot of things back in the day if you was going to be on that mic you had something to say yeah it had to make sense it had to be something that a week later you like dang i just caught that bar substance yeah something that replay value things that make you go back and be like oh nah i didn't i didn't hear that right the first time or i got a different perspective on how i'm hearing it now i think um when you add all of that up that's what kind of creates the perfect storm of what's happening today right you have the access, you have the belief, you have going not, focusing on access. Access is different because when you can just pull out a cell phone and you and your friends are like when you look at, you know, the Joe Budden podcast, the average person who doesn't understand how much writing that takes, how much, you know, uh, chemistry it took, yep. the type of person that Joe is to be able to pull off the monologues that he pulls off and gets those, you know, those emotions, yep. the type of the type of engineer that Parks is. Now, you got to get them boys respect because they help revolutionize the game. Exactly. I, but here's mm-hmm. the problem when you revolutionize the game sometimes. Yeah. When you when you're really good at what you do, people you make it look think easy. It's easy. <laughs> and people start to envy you, try to follow you exactly and, in I their own way. Too. I could do that. I could, Anybody can no do that. No credentials. I yeah. could do it too just because I, I see Oh, it. I see that little podcast. Hey, how y'all little podcast doing? How that little show y'all do doing? It's crazy. It's little until you get put in that position to have to try to do it. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's how the disrespect comes in. Both ways, mm-hmm. because when you're, I feel like when you're sitting in a in a seat, if if I'm somebody who studied art, right, and I love art, art is my life. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have a different outlook on what I do on a canvas than somebody who doesn't respect the Facts. scene. So that's real. You gotta just, take the time and to study that craft. Just like there's disrespect flowing in from the outside, 
what happens is when those outsiders become insiders and they and they invade the space and they join the space they disrespect themselves and others because they're not looking at it as let's be honest we're not journalists it's not really we're not technically we're not radio hosts because there's no like corporate level sponsorship there's no Mm -hmm. fcc rules so i don't have to really watch the curse words i don't have to balance certain things i don't have to worry about certain things i can give yourself your credit Give yourself your credit, because I just watch these men set up everything, hook up all these cords. I don't love, even know half love. of the name of these cords. When you are taking a responsibility to get on the airways and what's your opinion, you're saying that you're speaking with sensibility. You're speaking from a place of research. You're speaking of a place of not that I know what I'm talking about, because nobody knows everything and every perspective in the word. Correct. But I've done so much research. I've took into account of so many different perspectives. When I speak, I'm going to speak in a way of it's going to leave the door open for a real healthy conversation to be had. Not screaming, not yelling, not saying something that's clickbait worthy. Exactly. Correct. And that's I can't I I feel like this conversation is building towards because right now we're pretty much talking about the the big bang of 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 podcasting. What led us to where we are right Mm -hmm. now? When you add in things like social media, things like because there's a difference between what things used to be with Facebook, which was Facebook was used as a internet profile that you can use to keep in touch with your friends. Mm-hmm. Twitter was a talk space where you can share a message board, and those whose messages get the most interaction get the biggest viewing. Then you get Instagram. With the pictures and the messages colliding, With the and life. those who have the most likes, the most views, the most interactions, blow from there. So at this point, the average person doesn't feel like just a person anymore. There's a certain... The way that the average person feels today is not the way the average person thought 20 years ago. Everyone has a platform. Everyone is some sort of celebrity. Everyone is some sort of thing in their, in their space. You got to think. We come from a time where having a social media account, a platform wasn't even a word. Exactly. You just have an account, you log in, you connect with your friends, and that's it. People are starting to make careers out of this. Yep. Uploading on social media and taking that grind of, you know, going from zero likes to a million likes, if that's where it leads you. And a million likes are a million people. Imagine hitting a million different people that you never even talked to on an app. Exactly. Correct. So looking at it from that aspect, that standpoint, when people get in that position where there's a mic in front of them and they feel like there's going to be people that are clicking, there's going to be people that are listening, there's going to be there's At one point, that was something you had to earn. That was a privilege. It was something you had to work towards. It was something that even having a following, getting people to click on something. Now you can get people to click on things by accident. Mm-hmm. But getting people to go into a store and choose to purchase something from you was huge. Getting people to change the dial of their radio station to tune into what you had to say required something. Now, the cost is down. And when the cost is down, the value goes with it. Free 99. So, for those of you who put it together by now, we're talking about Fresh and Fit, right? 
and we the weren't situation. talking about them. We was just giving context. Oh to no, that's the what conversation. I'm, I'm not gonna say we. I'll talk for myself. Okay, I was that's who he was talking. That's who he was talking. He had smoke, and you know, it's not even smoke because to me, they are. I have smoke. <laughs> you, we we know you got free smoke and it's warranted. We gonna we gonna we gonna let you get your shit off. Trust I, me. With with me, I wouldn't even call it smoke. I consider it more so. They are a reaction. Yes. To me, that to me, they are a part of a reaction of all the right things happening at the right time cause this. Because if we're going to be honest, who's one of the most controversial people to come out over the past few years on the internet? Kevin Samuels. Kevin Samuels I just rolled my eyes as a black woman. He is a reaction. There's a lot of people. I believe there are certain people in the ecosystem, in the world, that are just reactions of things. Shout out to Mr. Samuels. Yeah, like he's one of those people. I just said shout out. Yeah, she's she not feeling. <laughs> somebody's not feeling that shout out. We'll keep uh, it moving. Shout out to the conversation he's opening. I'll give him a shout out for that. <laughs> I think when you look at any group of people who feels marginalized, any group of people who feels unheard or un un unspoken for. Mm. You're going to have a, a base of people that share those thoughts. I call it the Trump effect. When you have damn. When you have a, a group of people that are real, very mm. real. Mm. They exist. Their wants, their needs, their concerns are very real. These are real people. But their wants, needs and concerns are deemed as less than they're deemed as less important. They're deemed as maybe taboo. They're deemed as passe, as in something we wouldn't even. Why do we even focus on them? This this is not a this is not a popping group. This is not your eighteen thirty five demo of college grads. This and that. These are people mm-hmm. who. These are not your you know West Coast, East Coast, Texas. No, these are Middle America. The unheard. Exactly. And I feel like just like how Trump came up off of a very real reaction of a lot of people who felt like they were uncared for and unheard for a very long time that found somebody who was willing to talk to them and was like, we finna torture the rest of you motherfuckers by following this. Nigga. We, we are giving him everything because guess what? The rest of y'all hate, always hated us anyway. This is the only person who ever came to us and said, I'm a ride for you. He's their godfather. He's their godfather. And, and guess what? Who else do they have? Who else? Even after. The no crazy point. thing is, you know, those who. I just saw a quote earlier, which is one. It's one of my favorites. When I read it, it'll sound familiar to you. Hold on. You sure? Everybody don't be reading, bro. <laughs> no, we've all heard this. One. <laughs> we've seen it in a meme. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, we've, we've all heard this. One. Here it is. Those who don't study history are doomed to repeat it. Yet those who do study history are doomed to stand by helplessly while everyone else repeats it. And mm, that's deep. I like that. I feel like that's the deep. average person, and more than that, I feel like the general public has not learned from Trump because they still look at these people I learned a lot. as if they're not people. They still look at that group as if they don't matter. They still look at that group as if they're undesirables. They still look at that group as if everything that they think, believe, worship, think about is just so out of the norm 
that you can't even fathom why somebody would live, breathe, believe the way that they do. Mm-hmm. They've seen it, but they haven't digested it. Exactly. I think people are still, when I was growing up, having a president who would tweet would have been, oh my gosh. Yeah. Correct. It would have sounded crazy back so then. So unorthodox. Yeah. But just having somebody who... Having somebody who you feel like speaks for you when you feel like no one else speaks for you is a big thing. And I think that is the crux of where we get people like Trump, where we get people like um, Kevin Samuels, where we get people like Fresh and Fit. Because the thing is, Kevin Samuels stands for a group of people. A lot of the people that he talks towards, he... He stands for the alphas, like they say. I'm trolling, man. As somebody, bad. I'm, I'm trolling. I'm just trying to get ruffle her feathers over here. I can feel it. As somebody who's taking the time to digest this message and see what exactly what is That's his group man's. like, who is he talking That's your to? Man's. Kevin Samuels. He stands for. And one thing about it, I will not hate on him because he is opening a lot of conversations that needs to be had. Here He's comes the making. Hate. He's making a platform for people to have those back and forth and those debates where people are actually able to see how their counterpart feels yeah kevin samuels he stands for a group of men who've been turned down who've had the Mm. unpleasant unfortunate events of women saying that i feel like you're not enough and they take that as they are not enough can I challenge that real quick and just to see what you have i said just just to just to see what you say okay so what about we don't want to go too far because we got something else. We got a mission to accomplish. <laughs> but as far as Kevin uh, Samuels, I almost called him Kevin Gates because he'd be going in like that. And you that. see what that means. But, but, <laughs> <laughs> yo, but anyway, what about the fact of, at least for men like like us, him uh, opening that dialogue of there are the way women, certain women think about the average guy? Um, cause, as far as? Because. A good amount. I don't watch everything, but a good amount of the clips I've seen of him is always talking to a to a woman. Like it may come off demonstrative and fucked up because it kind of do sometimes. I can say that, but however, if you listen to the way the woman thinks, if you listen to the way the woman thinks, it shouldn't take disrespect to get to that point. But sometimes it takes something like humbling. Like you ever had your mama, your mama tell you 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 know you if your room's dirty all the time, you're gonna grow up to be a slob and. She said it in a way that made you think, nah, I got to I gotta gotta tighten up. You got to tighten up. I feel like that's kind of like what he do with, with, the, with the women like that. It may, everybody may not agree with his messaging and how he goes about that, but you find out how the women that he's talking to think or whatever, and it's like, nah, you need to hear something because clearly somebody ain't keeping it real with you about what reality is. So it's not the fact that what he has to say should be diminished because of what he is saying. I think it's more so the tone that he uses. It's demonstrative. It's demonstrative. I can't not can't knock. That. It's belittling. I can't knock that. Absolute belittling. When you're speaking to a woman who has multiple kids, maybe by multiple men, or maybe they have it in a way of they haven't been married before, and you speak to them in a way of berating them, my question would then be: Why is most of the people that you're answering these calls for are women? Why are you not answering most of these calls by men? Probably twenty percent of the calls he answers and has a communication with are are men and the other 80% are women. Kevin so, Samuels had w- enough. When I did this uh when 
because we were supposed to do an actual Kevin Samuels episode. Yeah, that's that's why I'm saying I don't want I don't want to go too far. We were supposed to do one because facts. Oh, you want to? Oh, you there for that? All right, you heard it right. We actually have the answer for that, by the way. It's locked in the beginning of his career for like three to four years. All he did was talk to men. He didn't start speaking to women until. Thank you, Reggie, for saying the point. Here she go. Keep going. He Here. didn't. He didn't start speaking to women until later on in his career. And when he started speaking to women, was when everything blew up. Now, originally, whether it be his tone, everything, a lot of those older videos you'll see are either a the same or to me, in my honest opinion, I think it's worse because he be talking to dudes in a correct like low key. I'd be like, dog, he's is he about to fight this man? Like. It's a yeah little, it's that a, that one clip I seen I never I have to go check now I'll, Yo. I'll never forget that that was a different type of check you don't he called that man worthless he said he said of course she don't want you you don't, you ain't got nothing to offer it was a lot you yeah he asked but, some crazy questions but man. but the the wild part is when the dude when he told the dude what he told him to do was like you know you're right and I think there's also a difference between how society has pacified women when it comes to uh uh like the idea of uh, don't look at me <laughs> you don't want a woman i'm what I'm <laughs> <laughs> there's a way that um that whole tone policing thing where it's like she's a woman you need like you can you can say what you're gonna say but say it this way that whole idea certain people choose to play into that certain people don't choose to play into mm-hmm. that and especially if we're talking about modern society mm-hmm. or we're talking about a society that's trying to get away from Gender norms, trying to get away from mm-hmm. ideas that are sexist. And remember, the definition of sexism is the idea of the, uh, the separation of, uh, uh, of uh, men and women on the basis of just sexual identity. Mm-hmm. Then at that point, do we really, is, is that something that we're really going to harp on? But just leaving that alone, moving on to something else. The reason why I brought him up is because his base of people. The people that he speaks for, the people that he speaks about, are people that feel alone. That's I what agree. they. That's what they are. Mm-hmm. They feel like agree. they feel like when they look at mainstream media, they're like these people aren't talking to me. Mm-hmm. When they look at mm-hmm. these are the people who turn on the TV and they're like, why is there eighteen versions of the View? Yet <laughs> when uh, BT created Man Cave, it only lasted a season and a half. Why yeah. are there? Like, Perspective. why are there all of these different outlets and even male outlets all speak the same way? They speak the same language. They use the same syntax. They use the same verbiage and they attack the same core audience. And it's because the way that corporations write things, the way that corporations even put their, you know, the commercials and things behind them, mm-hmm. that target demo is 18 to 35 Mm-hmm. And mostly women, mm-hmm. and especially when it comes to TV demos, it's thirty-five to sixty-something women. So when it comes to target audiences, um, that's usually what drive what's the driving force behind everything because the money is really what we're here for. These are jobs. These are these these are these are careers. These are jobs. These are ways that people are using to not only fund their lives, fund their children, fund their, you know what I'm saying? Their families and things of that brand building. Yeah. It's brand building. And so when you start to break into the numbers, you start to realize why people feel the way that they feel. And a lot of it is very justified. Now, what do you mean? Thank you. When, 
you see a, a narrative. Like, if something, one thing happens in a room of 20 people, the natural breakup of, of that is going to be, there's going to be, uh, except for egregious things, of course, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's going to be a number of people who feel one way, a number of people who feel another way, and there's going to be different angles and perspectives. Now, they might share certain things in common, and they might defer between each other, but there's going to be a spectrum. It's going to be a spectral thing. When you notice that mainstream media does not share a spectral view of anything, for the most part, whatever you hear from one major network, you're going to hear from the other major networks. And the reason being is because nobody's telling the truth. What they're saying and the answers that they're giving are feeding whatever their base is. Clickbait. Yeah. And it helps. Um, create narratives, creating narratives to let you spin whatever you want to spin and cause controversy. But ultimately, it's it's like a marketing tool type of thing. Everything's yeah. a marketing tool, and we live in a time of we have quote unquote the shortest attention span. Exactly. So while you have your five <clears throat> minutes of fame, you need to say the most controversial thing out there. Exactly, and that's what leads. It's crazy because you start to realize that these individuals who are jumping into the space, who are trying to be podcasters, trying to pop, trying to, or they're the SoundCloud rappers who are trying to get on yeah. this and that. What Their version of getting a hit is what? Going viral. Is and there a stripper you, podcast? There's every type of podcast. Like, I was just asking for a sub-drama. The thing when it comes to podcasting is like there's, there's the commonality of what people believe a podcast to be, mm. and then there's the millions of sub-genres. Like mm. when people hear podcasts, the first thing that they think of is like NPR. NPR is like the first ever. Those are the oldest guys. Those were the ones who, you know, they're NPR. either talk- tiny desk people, tiny desk oh, people, okay. people who talking about okay. either they're talking about politics or they're interviewing somebody or whatever. Yeah. These are back when it's pretty much indistinguishable the difference between radio and podcasting because for the so, most part these were radio people mm-hmm. who were doing interviews. But the difference was these weren't interviews that were broadcasting anywhere. You had to go somewhere, click on it, and it would play. Qu- question: How did, like with podcasting? Was there a lot of, that's maybe a dumb question, but were there a lot of podcasts? Because I remember when I first ever had iTunes on my HP computer, there was literally an option for music and podcasts. There was like an option. Yeah. You know, I just remember never clicking onto podcasts to see what it was. Yeah. Um, even even back like, then. You, you know you know the option I'm talking about? Even even back then, that it's okay, the same thing. Like okay. the way the podcasting works just like how with music, there's many genres. Podcasting, there's many genres. You yeah. you have the people that do the NPR style, like we spoke about. You have yeah. your Joe Rogans. You have your people who do, you know, music podcasts. You have your people who do comedy. Yeah. You have reviews. You have all different types of things. Where some people uh, even like they'll do book breakdowns. They'll do murder some people mystery. Do murder mystery. Some they're scripted podcasts where it's like an audio version of a TV show. Like where you're just kind of hearing stories. It's kind of like an audio soap opera. Mm-hmm. There are things that there's so many different lanes and so many different ways to take it. Mm-hmm. Now, what people are doing now, just like how there's millions of genres in music, mm-hmm. but what is it that the average person who is just trying to make it big and trying to do? They're trying to catch one. Trendy. They're trying to do something trendy. So Talk what they show. so what they're doing is they're getting a group of friends together. They're mm-hmm. like, hey, my friends say crazy things all the time. I'm going to try to catch us on a moment that's really crazy and really funny so that we can go viral, so that we'll get a lot of watchers, a lot of people will care about what we're saying, and then they'll tune in on a regular basis. Now, what you learn, just like how you learn the hard way in music, a hit does not make a career. Mm-hmm. A hit can spark something. You could be high today and cold tomorrow. 
you can you can have a viral tweet that no one that you can have a viral tweet with a link in it that no one clicks on. <laughs> That's super real. Yeah, like you can you can literally have a viral tweet with your podcast name in it, and not one person click on that podcast to press play. And that that's the reality of how a lot of these things turn out. Now, mm. connecting that to everything that we were, you know, saying previously, when you have groups of people who feel like their side is never told, mm-hmm. they feel like the things that they feel and the things that they they share as far as their ideals, their their views are never shared, are never like they're always seen as wrong. Yeah, the unsung people when you have somebody who's willing to stand for that those people will die for you those people will ride for you forever that's why you have somebody like that's called a fan base people that's a real fan base (laughs) that's a heavy fan base that's why you have certain people like Russ Limbaugh or these older racist radio jockeys who are able to they get fired from the radio station for saying something questionable yeah yeah but then they'll pick up an 80 million dollar podcast uh uh deal and now they're good Mm -hmm. they're doing their own thing Because their base is going to carry them. You had people like Tommy Lauren. Tommy Lauren was somebody who was just on Facebook doing her thing. Um, that's how she got to see you. And she was able to. That's fire if that's so. I know we don't I mean, like. I mean, it's fire, we but don't, we, we don't, don't like. We don't rock with her, but if that's no. what happened, that is fire. I but can't the, lie. What I'm saying is she she found a base of people yeah. who were looking for somebody young. Because here's the thing. Yeah. When I was going to speak when, when you public. When you hear conservative views, when you hear older conservative views, you think of older people. You think yeah. of older, like when you hear Republicans, you don't really, before her, before Candace Owens, before certain people, you didn't really see flashy mm. young conservatives. Not in their 20s at Not in their 20s, <laughs> no. Because these people were what? They're from college. They're college educated, this and that. And college usually leans you more towards a liberal base or a liberal thought process. Mm-hmm. Now, seeing somebody who looked like her, seeing somebody who was able to speak the way it's that like she spoke. It's like a rebirth. It was a rebirth, and those people felt vindicated. This mm. is somebody who cares about the issues that I care about. This is somebody who doesn't look at me like I'm some terrible person. They actually care about my side of things. I'm going to rock with them forever, no matter what you say. Here's where it kind of gets tricky. A lot of the times, those bases are very toxic. Because they will rock with you. They will they they're not fans. Those people are stands. And the difference and the dangerous part about having stands is they don't care about integrity. They don't care about what you do. You're uncancelable, i.e. Trump. A woman Trump supporter is not gonna stop supporting Trump after he says grab him by the pussy. She ain't gonna ever stop. A different conversation, but literally the most contradicting You see what I'm saying, though? He's like told they're, you. they're not gonna they're not gonna stop. Like uh, uh, those people who are down in South Florida talking about uh, protesting, talking about Haitians for Trump. Those Haitians were not gonna stop voting for Trump just because he called Haiti a shithole country. Those are the people that they're not it's, a fan of the person speaking the message. They are a fan of something completely different. One hundred percent. The when racists that, needed a voice. The people, the bigots needed a, a, a face. Need, the bigots want needed a a, a face. I actually fully disagree with that. You know what I'm saying? You don't you don't think that somehow, some way Trump in the least sense didn't remove wool from the eyes for people for thinkers. A lot of people not, probably not, not thinking that, like not what I'm saying. Aspect. But what you said was the the first thing that you said was that that message or the group that we were talking about, the group that we were speaking of, you said that was the emboldened racist. Like you were talking about that. Oh, as far what as I'm saying okay, is Okay, I might have that the, wrong. The problem with the problem with that thought 
that thought is literally why that group exists. That thought process is why that group. No, exists. they were already there. So you're gonna have to give me context, bro. They was there. Listen to what I'm saying. You got to see, and I think it's good that you're saying I this. For it's, no, no, it's good that you're saying this because this is exactly where we end up. This is how we end up with a fresh and fit. This is how we end up with these things. People don't say because for the general public, the general public feels the way you feel. Like the idea when people see a Trump rally, they think racist. When people see Republicans, they think, oh, uh, these are people that feel X way. They don't take the time to think about, okay, well, when it comes to certain views, certain things yeah, that they yeah. might hold, yeah. do they have merit? Like, just like how I have my opinion, yeah. do they have their version of merit? And conceptually, when you group all of, all of any group together mm-hmm. with their least tolerable counterparts like if you look at liberals and you just look at liberals and you automatically assume that we're all people that are you know uh uh wearing rainbow hair and refuse to go to work and and wearing natural soap and not the six niners and 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 like anytime you talk to me i cut you off and i and i and i explain to you that i will only be addressed as whatever like only yeah you know what i'm saying like you if say you if you, when you talk to me. if you look at liberals and you think of that way that's the same way as that's the same way as us looking at uh either republicans or conservatives and and seeing racist and seeing billy bob and seeing mm. like and that's how you create that type of group that's how you create that divide i, I see what you're saying for sure now what i will say is fresh and fit mm-hmm. to be in a time of where embrace your natural hair embrace melanin and to get on the airways and say something as ignorant as what was the dating app for black people? B- BLK. BLK. Oh, I don't want to get on that dating app because I don't want a bunch of Baliquas and Shaquandas and Laquandas. And I definitely relate with... I ain't gonna lie. They said some racist that. shit that I didn't even know about. They taught me some new racist shit. What they was, say? No, nah, uh, the dude said. Um, well, when he said I'm not down with the brown, I was. I heard that. Before. Nah, I heard. Nah, but he said he the like, shade. The, no, no, he the... was like, I'm not a night rider. Yo, that rider. really, yo, that really, that really grinded my gears. Like, I, was like, I, I, I wasn't feeling that one bit. I wasn't feel, and the fact that I hope, and he probably didn't, but the other, the other dude, I don't know the difference between the dudes. But the darker, I don't dude, the darker dude, I'm saying I hope darker homie off cam checked his man's because if you if you stood on no, what, he's not gonna if do that. I'm he probably didn't. I just wanted to say that so he I'm not was assuming one of, but, shit. No, I mean he was. If you riding with your man's after he say some shit like that, I'm not here to cast the court of public opinion on you, but you look away. All right, so here's I, if thing. I'm if I threw you off, I'm sorry. No, but no, that's... it's not. It's not that. In my head, I was like, "Well, damn, this nigga def- definitely didn't do." If you, if you, you were supposed to watch the video. If you watch the video, they I did. Both I were saw that. I sent it to you. Okay, so they both. Were, <laughs> no, I'm saying like technically they both were saying it. So there's no. Why would he like? To be clear, no, but if I'm saying your friend says something in public and you don't correct them. You agree with the same, but well, no, they were both saying, and I like, and you were like, and you're going, right about that. They were hand in hand. So okay, with it. like the, one person would. You got the A, like, I got the B. Yeah, Myron, <laughs> like Myron came in and was like, "Oh, you know, I'm not down with the brown." And then you know uh, what it was though, and bro. Then Fresh was like, uh, uh, Fresh was like, "Oh yeah, I'm not a night rider." It's like they were going back and forth. <laughs> right, what, me, right, and what I was saying, Reggie, is because you're right about checking that. What I was saying is he's. Just as he's even in a worse looking position for the fact that you co-signed it, you co-signed it and you're standing on that and you're they're not, both you, black, you don't even, like other dude, I was going to ask, is he 
Spanish or something. No. He 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 clearly I mean, got some black in him. He was, um, but he looked mixed. He's he's he from black. the Sudan. Yeah. Oh yeah, black, but you black. know. Yeah, but he, just yeah. to say his justification, yeah. just because he did say it, he said that his reasoning for saying that is because that's his preference. You can have a preference, and so I let you talk. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I love the passion as a black woman. Go ahead. We always appreciate. Go the ahead, passion. bro. But he definitely said that his reasoning or his justification for it was because women have preference as I need a man that makes X amount of money or is a certain type of height. Um, And that was his reasoning of saying that his comments was his preference. Right. Now, I will say this. I will I will say this. No, no, there's there's more there's more than one thing. It's such a fine line. No, it's really not. Like if we're gonna be if we're going to have this real, very real conversation. Oh, we here. And sweetheart, please check us if we, if we yes, stepping sir. out, of, if we stepping out of bounds, no, step I'm, in. I'm just, I'm just putting that out there now. If we're going to have this really, very real conversation, now. all of that shit is prejudice. It's all prejudice, by the way. That is literal prejudice. 100%. All of it. I'm every, I'm going to have every, my comment. I'm going to let the man speak. She's going to fire on that, them boys. Every bit of that is literal prejudice. Now. Here's the the funny part, because when he when he defended himself by saying the whole, well, just like uh, if you ask a mm-hmm. room full of women, they could say, you know, the height mm-hmm. thing, the weight thing, the, the money thing, mm-hmm. the job thing. Even and I, I made this I point before. I said that, that um, I called. I said um, astrology is nothing but to me. Astrology is nothing but fancy prejudice. <laughs> to me, it's very colorful. It's very colorful, fancy. To my astrology babes, I know it's deeper than you're a Scorpio. Let me just run away. I love Scorpios, by the way. You should love Leos. We have, huh? Leos. Leos, they're leaders and lions and shit. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's all prejudice. That's all it is. But it's just there's certain prejudice that we're that we're more comfortable with than others. It's true. Like me looking at a person and being like, oh, um, his shoes dirty. No, no, like me me looking at a person and being like, oh. She's a uh, she's a cancer, so she's gonna behave like X. Is more socially acceptable than me being like she's shorty from Compton. She gonna behave like X, and that's the thing. Like, it's the same shit. It's just it feels more socially comfortable to be nasty in this way than to be nasty in the <laughs> other way. It's more so the tone you use, though. No, even, even in the tone. I'm, no, I'm, no, 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 no. We haven't gotten to him yet. I haven't, I haven't talked about what he but said. But even if I say, I want a man that makes a certain amount of money, which is, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. But that is you little, could, That's prejudice. But you can say, I want a man that's financially stable. That's not prejudice. I, that's not prejudice. That's not prejudice. That's not prejudice. That's having, not a, saying, standard. That's having a standard. Yeah, that's having a standard. And I assume if you're a woman saying that, you make a certain amount of bank as well. But they don't. saying... <laughs> a lot of a lot of them don't. For shout out to y'all that's getting money. We're though. gonna we're gonna Respect. open up a different podcast for that. Okay, because... heard you, <laughs> heard you. Continue. But saying um, I want someone that is of height, that's an insecurity. If you're a tall woman, you need someone that's a certain amount of height. You're probably insecure about your height, and that's okay. I'm five foot ten, so completely okay. Shout but when Amazon. we talk about prejudices, we have to put it in context. Some are socially acceptable. I do yeah. agree. But some are stemmed in ignorance and some are stemmed in insecurity. And they can be a fine line. Either way, I'm saying all of it is wrong. What, what I'm, all I'm saying is that all of it was wrong. Like, he tried to defend himself being wrong, like, be like... By saying something well, like, more by, wrong. By, like, <laughs> yeah, he, tried to like, he tried to be like, <laughs> oh, well, technically, all I did was this. And it's like, bro, that's a charge too, bro. 
Yeah, now that's right. real. And <laughs> that's I, I, think what, I think what that is, though, is a lot of people don't really know what uh, bigotry is. Yeah. Like, like yeah. a lot of people wouldn't know that because I know or they're I, more accepting I learned, of different forms of bigotry. Correct. Exactly. Correct. And exactly. I learned, I learned about, you know, bigotry and was like, oh, nah, this certain things I would say, I'm like, oh, nah, I can't I can't say that. Or if I agreed with something, I'm like, nah, I can't rock with that. Now that I'm more socially aware, socially conscious, way more mature, I'm like, oh, no, nah, I can't stand by or rock with that. So that's why, you know, this hit home for all of us, obviously. But um, speaking for me, it's just bad to see black men do bigot things towards their own, like, to their women. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we, of course. You know what I'm saying? That's really, really sad to see. You find to have a, um, to have a preference, but... To stand on violating is just a whole nother a whole nother thing that I, I can't rock with. That's why I saying I don't I don't care to talk about distasteless people and shit like this. And I and they might not be distasteless people. They may just have one ignorant view. I don't know. Either of them the men. You feel me? I but the reason why I'm approaching this that the shit way, was fucked up. I'm very careful on how I approach certain things. And this subject, the reason why I approached it the way that I did is because I wanted people to understand the gravity of what I saw when mm-hmm. I saw this. Because I'm not somebody who woke up that day and learned who they were, right? I'm someone who already had a foul view of them prior to this. But I had my reasons of already having a foul view to them far prior to this. This just was this, the cherry on top. Yeah, this was... Well, you know, it's funny. This was Monday being Monday. I was like, oh, it's Monday. This is them being Jeez. them. I'm I'm pissed, right? Because... Rather we record or not... We talking about these the, these dudes too much, and you know how I feel about that. I already told. I you mean, that. that's what the. the I mean, the, conver- is. the the episode is is based on that. But like I said, at the end of the day, um, as far as the distasteful comments that sparked this in the first place, um, I just you know, it is what it is with that. It's it's obvious of what how they how they view the the women they were the the type the specific type of women they were talking about, and I just you know. Those type of people in, in my real life, I wouldn't kick it with you, skate with you, smoke with you, whatever the case may be. So I don't got much to say. I may have a lot of an opinion or whatever at the end of the day because that's what we're doing. But I don't got much to say. I, it ain't my cup of tea. I ain't, I ain't rocking with that. That's the end for me. But I understand, you know, in this space, this but is stuff that... That's the best attitude to have. <clears throat> ...raises awareness and this healthy conversation and dialogue and shit. Like Reggie it. was saying earlier, <clears throat> when these people are doing these podcasts and these shows, they know their audience. They know the mm-hmm. age group. Exactly. They mm-hmm. know what gender. They know all of those things. So it's like when these things go viral, mm-hmm. even if they're going viral for the most horrible comments they've made, they are still going viral. If we had enough people that was like, man, I'm not giving them no energy for real. Like, mm. I'm not giving them no ammo to make this fire bigger, then they wouldn't be who would be fresh and fit. That's facts. And what's crazy is, to me, I have a weird take or view on it. Because to me, I feel like if you're not talking about it, you know, obviously this is stuff I can admit. I want to, I'm not minimizing. This is stuff that does need to be surfaced and talked about because that's egregious talking like that. About your own people or whatever the case or or whatever, however the however the case may be, sometimes like since they're already as popping as they are, I don't know what we're you know really doing. You know, I don't want to be a part of you know what I'm saying technically I guess I am now this this smear campaign shit. You know what I'm saying I'm not I'm not I'm not on that type of time. If I don't rock with whatever the 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 music is, the pod is, whatever the case may be, you're not gonna hear me. You're not gonna hear me talk about it on a forum at least. Even if I, you know what I'm saying? And I could, I don't know if it's contradicting because of the space we in 
And I, I get it. I, I'm I'm fully aware of all of that. That's why I told you what I told you before we got to this conversation. But it's the difference between being on air and then your everyday life. I think Fact. that's something that's that we could definitely attest yeah. to. It's not a smear campaign. First thing I want to say is like Fact. smear campaigns, technically the point of a smear campaign is that it's not legitimate. That's yeah. why no, it's, it's a campaign. Not a, yeah, like, like, I use the wrong word. But no, this, no, no. This cancel but vibe. A lot of people will say that. Though. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of people who will look at this as if it's a smear campaign or like when um, Kevin Samuels did the whole average at best video when he <clears> first blew up. Yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, this is a smear campaign. He was a nobody yeah. before that yeah. video. Yeah. That yeah. video blew up. Then everybody knew of him. Then things happened after that. <laughs> Some things are people reacting to something that they saw. And I respect that. And Okay. No, no, no. My only question, I, I did have a question though, is this, am I irrational? Because I want to learn. I'm, I'm dead serious or whatever. I take in information too. Am I irrational for thinking that these type of, you know, these type of people, yes, you want to raise awareness so it's healthy to do that. I, I'm super conflicted with it, but isn't it fair to just be like, you know what? I don't rock with this, these distasteful type of people if that's how I feel about them. They're not getting no play from me, and I'm not adding on to no, to their value by talking to them. Because at the end of the day, you're raising awareness to have people look at them however they want to look at them. But at the end of the day, because you already know that they're popping, people are going to keep doing it anyway. And the more that you tell people to look at what type of dudes they are, guess what they're going to do? Click and look at them people. And I ain't no hater, by the way, but I'm just saying if I don't rock with you, I don't have nothing to say to you on a on a. Well, I'm doing it, but I'm saying I'd rather not have much to say to you uh, but not on a in your everyday life. Not in my everyday life. So I say it's really conflicting and, and I, I may sound I don't contradicting think it's that, as fuck. So I don't I'm think, sorry if I do. I think it's an angle thing because we've had this conversation about a lot of different things where the point of the conversation <clears throat> is not fresh and fit. The point of the conversation, and I guess to surmise everything that we were talking about, there's a lot of different things that came to a crossroad. A, the oversaturation of podcasting, the okay. public view of how people view podcasting, things of that nature, the way yeah. that the general public looks at, you know, men um, being able to share their thoughts and feelings. It's funny that yeah. conceptually, uh, when a woman has a feeling about something or shares a feeling about something, whether it be a personal take or certain things of that nature, it's seen as her expressing herself. And, and she's able to do that when it comes to like the way that the media portrays things, because the media is very careful on how they handle shows like the view yeah. shows like the talk shows like, like <clears throat> whatever, you know, whether it be, let's say, um, uh, Sherry Shepard, if Sherry Shepard comes out and says something, right. It's Sherry Shepard standing on something, but mm -hmm. you're not going to see the, the, the backlash spill onto the view or spill onto any other show that she's not on because, now, of course, giving you guys a little bit of like transparency, I understand that these shows are all owned by the same company. There's only really three parent companies. When you're looking at them, it's kind of like the fact that, and I might blow somebody's mind here, people don't know. The Backstreet Boys and NSYNC were formed by the same manager. They were managed That's by the same blown. person. Some <laughs> people don't know that. Like some people, like some people wouldn't know that you know the same parent company for two rival networks. They might be owned by the literal same person, and they're played that way. It's 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 like a, a puppet game. Now, when you know that much and you know the way that the mainstream media works as far as the way that things are framed, the way that things are calculated, the way that things are uh, disseminated, 
you start to learn that nothing is by accident. And especially the way that things are Not treated. Not in the entertainment business. Especially the way that things are treated. There's a reason why when um, certain men on certain platforms say something, it's an indictment against men. It's an indictment against the concept of men having an opinion. It's mm-hmm. a way that men are looked at where it's like this. And, and all of this is done to <clears throat> manipulate women. It's done to try to put a bug in women's ear and make them feel. It's, it's, uh, it's supposed to be triggering. It's supposed to... Like the idea is to, the idea is to harm women through through this. It's facts. Because what what'll happen is that's the way that you get the reaction that you want. Yeah. If you can push something to make women feel that this is something that is oppressive, this is something that is seen to try to push women back or push women into a position that they don't want to be in, you can get a greater response. Well, yes and no. Yes, because women are emotional creatures. We're the one that usually follow the blogs and we make comments. Even if a man follows a blog, he's probably just following it just to be up on news. He's probably not commenting and sharing it and doing the extra mile. But just to be clear, in this day and age, the loud perception of men aren't the sensible ones. Yeah, that's women. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that. The, I'm saying that is a calculated that is that is a calculated caricature Mm -hmm. i'll give you a good one that's easy to you know that's that's kind of easy to remember from like back in the day the the dumb impotent husband was a calculated caricature. yeah they did that in they did that in many movies if anybody's ever seen married with children family guy family guy the The simpsons Simpsons. malcolm in the middle you know what i'm saying like if you look it's not isn't that's the thing it's not like an accident that all these different creators, all these different studios, all these different money entities, all these different, these are people that are not connected with each other, but they're pushing a singular thing. These are different stories, different races, different things going on, but somehow there's like this thing that's going on. A lot of these things are being painted for a reason. Most definitely, but I will have to research just because you brought it up and see where it started from. Cause this is like back in the 60s, 50s, women weren't supposed to work. We were supposed to be the servant. The man was supposed to be the breadwinner. By the time he comes home, dinner's on the table. Kids put to bed, wash clothes. So this has been a narrative that's been pushed. The concept was economic expansion. And this is, you know, we could, we could close it out on this. I feel like this was something that this, when, when you look at it, the number one consumer group in the world is always going to be women. It's always going to be Agreed. that. Agreed. Absolutely. And the further that we modernize the world, the more that women's spending habits and women's spending power is separating from households. Because remember, when we look at, like, when we uh, calculate income, when we calculate ratios, when we calculate things of that nature, a lot of Mm -hmm. things end up being consolidated because of what? Because of marriage, because of all these different things, with marriage rates falling with rates of people like cohabitating falling, with all these different things falling, more people are able to spend separately for longer periods of time, which means more money is going through the economy. It's, it's, it's all like, it's funny how when you look at it, somebody's benefiting from all of this. Like these things are not happening by accident. Women aren't feeling the way that they feel about these things by accident. Men are not feeling the way that they, they feel by accident. Correct. Another reason, and 
you know, that's why something else is is popping right now. Like, a, a, you know, that thing that we talk about genders and gender equality and everything. That's why that's a popping thing just going into what you were saying because of what you're saying. Yeah, like these conversations are here for a reason. There's a reason why these things are kind of circling around <clears throat> the way that they are. There's a reason why we have the friction that we have between ourselves mm-hmm. as groups. And I feel like all of this goes into why it's so important for different voices to be able to be heard. When you have a limitation on what voices are able to be heard, it it takes away the dissonance that is reality. Like you said earlier, um, there's a lot of friends of yours that they never lived your experience, so they don't know the men that you know. They've never experienced the men that you've experienced for whatever reason that may be. And it's in, the, the reason why it's important for these different voices to be mm-hmm. out is so that a more accurate depiction of what the world is gets painted. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what that's what ends up happening. The fun the funny thing that, you know, I had a homeboy uh y'all know him as as Hilltop J. Hilltop J, one of the things that he said was, Oh yeah, these guys are out of here. And I was like, absolutely not. And and my reasoning for why they will never be out of here is because they cater to a group of people that no one else who is sane is going to cater to. Yeah, two groups of people. Two groups the one of that's going to be angry at them and continue to publicize them. Because at, exactly. And that's what I was talking there's about. There's no reason why any woman of color, race, whatever you want to call it, ethnicity, should be on any podcast, on any platform where you're disregarded as less than. Exactly. And not even, even if we were to take away their views from hatred, right? Mm-hmm. Even if we were to take away those views. Mm-hmm. These guys, before any type of attack, for you to reach to a point where you're averaging 22 mil a month, those are Drake numbers. Like, those are like, especially 22 mil a month without music. You're not doing music. These are 22 mil a month people listening to you speak. Right. Right. For you to get to that point and for those people to not only know that this place is where I'm going to get this type of talk that I'm looking for, whatever that is, whatever, mm. whatever vibe they're looking for, whatever type of, you know, uh, show that they're looking for. They're specifically going to get it from these guys. And you know what the world ended up showing them this week? The world showed them this week by everybody mounting up together as a big wall to say that we don't stand with this. All that it showed. Imagine a road where there's all these people congested on one side of the highway. And then there's the fresh and fit car. Riding in a lane completely by themselves. There's traffic over there. Ain't no traffic here. All their viewers, all their listeners, it made it even clearer to them that there's no alternative for us. They're going to ride with them forever. Mm hmm. But that is what it is, man. I go by the name of Reggie Days, and this has been yet another episode of Reality Bites. Today I was joined by my right hand man, Shame the Dream. And we were also joined by. Alexis. (laughs) Thank you guys. Later days.